Hello, my imaginary friends. It's not going to mean anything to a lot of people, you know that, right? <laughs> it's Jane Twin. Hello. No, it's not. And You're SM Twin. Hello. Hello. It's the 16th of June 2018. Mm. And here we are to talk about stuff. Oh dear, I've just been eating some cheese and onion crisps and Yana is indicating that she doesn't approve of me breathing in her direction. <laughs> so if the acoustics on this boo are not perfect, then uh, that's why. Um, I've just found this, um, this thing on the news from the, in, the, from, uh, in the Telegraph, published at 3.30 today, about uh, 33-year-old Conservative MP Simon Clark. Mm. Who's delivered a short speech in the House of Commons? Good. What today? You know. It's published today, so I don't know. Right, okay. Go on then. I've never heard of him or his speech. Simon Clark, his speech in full. Mm. Quote It seems to me that Brexit is in fact quite a simple concept. My constituents knew that they were vo- what knew that they were voting for three things to have control of our immigration policy, mm. to leave the jurisdiction of the European Court of Justice, uh-huh. and to determine our trade policy. That is why it is so essential that we leave both the single market and the customs union. Neither institution is compatible with delivering what my constituencies and our country, sorry, my constituents and our country voted for. That is why I stand in frank disbelief at the nature of some of the comments we have heard this afternoon. I always regret what is called blue on blue action, but I cannot stand by the comments made by my right honourable friend, the member for Brixstow, Anna Subri. Who said that we have voted to that sorry, who said that we have to suck it up. My constituents voted to leave the European Union precisely because they were not going to suck it up and because they knew what they wanted, which is for us to leave the European Union. Fidelity to that vote, to our voters, and to the promises that are implicit between the governing and the governed is essential to the health of our democracy. Not just in the context of this debate, but for the for the years and centuries that stretch ahead. Is there much more of this? No. It is clear to me that, as the right honourable member for Don Valley, Caroline Flint said, if we oh. break faith, if we break faith and ignore the voice, mm. in, and ignore their voice, we will have created the most almighty problem for ourselves. Indeed, we will have lost the chance to have a more sensible debate about issues such as immigration, which have stirred such passions. We will only ever be able to get, sorry, we will only ever be able to get to a place where we can have a more balanced and more and constructive conversation once we have accountability in this house for who comes into our country and on what terms. <laughs> With that in mind, we have Is to recognise. No, one more paragraph. With that in mind. We have to recognise, when we hear comments about how this is playing to extremists, that the real danger with extremism is in our politics, if we ignore what people voted for. We have seen in Germany, in Italy, and even in the United States, what happens when people believe their voice is not being respected. That is the danger here, because, my goodness, we will look back on this most cataclysmic mistake... Sorry, Mm. we will look back on this as the most cataclysmic mistake if we unleash... Oh, we've run out of time. (laughs) (laughs) I'll start until I finish (laughs) Does that work? If we unleash I'll get a bell next time Some of the forces Which are all too eager for this house 
to fail to deliver what the people voted for. That is why mm-hmm. my warning to colleagues, and that is why I will categorically not vote for any amendment that fails to deliver the Brexit that this country demands. Uh, there you go. Did you enjoy that? No. <laughs> so much drivel. Where do you start? <laughs> I've forgotten most of it, but it's like every single sentence is somewhere where you could go... That's completely wrong. Where where do you start? Where do you start with this idiot? And he's 33. Yes. Oh, God help us. You know, I mean, if he was 63, then I'd understand that. That is that, that generation. But at 33, not to be a bit more responsible and to talk so much idiotic rubbish, that is that is criminal, that is... So what does you think his constituents, so his constituents have voted for? They were voting for three things, to have control of the immigration policy, to leave the jurisdiction of the ECJ, and to determine our trade policy. Right, That's number... That's his opinion, because <laughs> yeah. that wasn't on the ballot slip. Yeah, no, <laughs> this, is, this is always the good thing, isn't it, when they tell you that this is what people voted for, even though the only thing that it said on the ballot paper was, leave the EU, yes or no, mm. and the most Googled thing after the... What is the EU? Is what is the EU? So a lot of people didn't even know what the EU is exactly, and we've not had a lot of education about it, about the EU or how it works. Even though I heard on the podcast today that um, you know some some people um, journalists feel that they've been um, you know why didn't you explain all this before the referendum? And they were like, well, yeah, but because the way the EU works is so boring, it sends everyone to sleep. I did try, but, you know, people's eyes glaze over really quickly. Mm. It's not a topic for, you know, to, to explain to people. So so we told them instead what would the consequences, consequences would be. Yeah, we of told not them. being in the EU. Yeah. But and, then, and then, they, we but then it was Project, oh, Fear. It's Project Fear. So, um, yeah, so first of all, yes, don't don't tell us what people voted for. I'm I'm pretty sure his constituents would not have known about the ECJ before before then. You know, very few people had heard of all these EU institutions and they certainly wouldn't have known what they do, what they're good for, why we need them or don't need them, what happens if we don't have them, blah 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 blah. You know, I mean, um which one's the the um European Court of Justice. So that's the one if you trade internationally, is it? Is that the one that where the Tories are very keen to mm. get out? But mm. it's actually it's actually the one that oversees international disputes. So mm. if you trade internationally, etc., for instance, and you do have a, a dispute, you need some kind of court to go to, um, or you need to have some kind of further instance if you're, you know, because I mean most most um, contracts are based in one country or another but if there's a dispute there's someone else you know some somewhere supernatural mm. to take it to mm. so i mean I, I i would challenge how many of his constituents would have heard of that so is it, did you say supernatural Sup- supernatural not well, not supernatural not supernatural not like no spooks Ooh. no no uh, no supernatural is what yeah. i was aiming yeah. for mm. um um, I thought that's what I heard. What was the one about the Im- immigration, that they all voted to control immigration? <gasps> oh, yes. Oh, <laughs> well, that is one of my favourites. Well, first of all, um, the UK is perfectly able to control immigration, its immigration policy already. Within and for, the EU. Yeah. Yes. For, and for Tory to stand there and say they're not, they have to go out of the EU to do that, that actually just shows... Uh, a complete and utter failure of the of the Tory government to um, 
to 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 control that because number to one control what immigration they can control immigration already and they are controlling immigration the only thing is so they can control non-eu immigration mm. and they are and they're actually really strict on that a lot stricter than 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 other countries and they're skirting very freaking close to human rights on that one mm. um and um and as for uh, eu immigration um you know, they're always pretending, oh, you know, I mean, what have they got against the EU immigration? Mostly it's either it's Schrodinger's immigrant, the one who's simultaneously taking your job while also being on benefits. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, most of it is, oh, yeah, they Schrodinger, come over here. Schrodinger, he was here. foreign, wasn't he? Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, so the, so the problem they have with that is that, oh, they come over here and they ha- haven't got a job and they take all the... They take all the council houses and they take all the and they're just on benefits. Um, but actually, the EU there is a law which is um, uh, which other countries um, use. So if you haven't found a job, because it's free movement, it's not an immigration policy. It's free movement, but it comes with with um, strings attached. So you know the the the, the freedoms only work. You have to you have to be able to support yourself. And if you can't support yourself after three months, the country can chuck you out. However, because the UK doesn't register anyone, they don't know who's there. So therefore, they can't say after three months, oops, you still can't support yourself. So mm. kindly leave. Mm. Exactly. Okay. That's the UK. One of so the, that's uh, the UK government not yeah. implementing an existing EU law and now blaming... Blaming that on EU immigrants. So let's be very, very clear about this. That's a failure well, by the they're UK. They're blaming it on the EU. Well, they're, on they're the saying, EU. Well, that's, 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 an MP. that's an MP who's yeah. supposed to be fucking informed mm-hmm. of what it, the fuck he's voting about mm-hmm. and what he's talking about, yeah. who is peddling a lie yeah. that, it, that it is the EU which yeah. is preventing um, or that is preventing us from um, enacting that. Mm-hmm. That law, when in fact it is the, the UK, UK government, yeah. it's the UK government that's responsible for us not enacting that uh, that instrument which is available to us already. It's it, as part of the EU while. free trade trade agreement. Exactly, he is, because the EU isn't he, that stupid. They he, did put that in as a safeguard. So he is not competent for his job if he if he believes that. Yeah. Well, that's always that's always the question with these MPs. Why the hell would you want it's, to elect somebody you know, to are represent they you if they don't or they even del- deliberately the de- deliberately telling a lie? I don't know. Um, the other, the other thing is about. Oh, just my language. Yes. Well, it's uh, well, it's understandable after reading so much drivel. I'm su- I'm surprised you finished that all. Um, yeah. So the other the other thing is always oh we need to control our borders. Well, newsflash. Um, the UK does control its borders because it's not in Schengen, which means you do need to show your passport or ID card. Um, when you so we got that wrong as well. Enter and leave the country. <laughs> Um, well, a lot of people get that wrong. They always say, oh, we want to be able to control our borders. Well, you do already. It is impossible to get in and out of the country. And people who claim, I have seen people on Twitter claiming that, oh, oh, people can just come in and out and we don't know who's here, blah, 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 blah. And I think you haven't travelled uh, in a while, have you? Because um, um, you need to show um, uh, a travel document. And you need, and it's all electronic these days. They all run it through some kind of reader. So if you have a paper document, it takes about 10 times as long. So it's all electronic. So they know full well who's in the country and who's gone where and when they come back. Mm. So that is all, you know, it's not like when you're in, 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 you know, you could, if once you get into France, 
you could just drive across to the, the, the border to Belgium. From there, you could drive to, to the Netherlands. And from there, you can go through to Germany. And nobody's going to ask you for, for a passport. Mm. So exactly. all those Schengen countries, they really don't know who's gone where. Okay, so that's good. So, you've so taken... that's one thing. So... And the other, the other nope. big thing about immigration that I need to say, because, nope. because this, is the, this is the thing that annoys me about this the most, um, and this is also that annoys me so much that Labour peddles this as well. Um, you know, because Labour is supposed to be there for the for the people and for the many. For the many, not the for, few. Yes. Um, because they always make it sound like free movement is is, 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 is is something about an immigration policy. It is not. It is free movement. It is reciprocal. Which means, yes, people do come here for the jobs, but it also means... Brits, you're very welcome to go to another EU country and live there. I and mean, quite a few Brits have done that. So about a million. It's not, yeah, but well, well yeah. The, the, num- the, the numbers, numbers, we know, we yeah, they don't know, do they? Because the, yeah. the government is a bit, is a bit sort of uh, about the numbers. It's all a bit weird, but yeah. Um, so you know that, that there's myth that it was oh, it's uh, freedom of movement is is immigration. No, it's it's a reciprocal process. You know, that's the great thing. You can just go and live in 27 other countries. And, you know, after, oh, we could do this before the before we were in you. We could do that. You can get a visa and you can. Yes. But were your your qualifications necessarily recognized? Could you just go and buy property? Did you have all the rights that you had at home as well? No, probably not. You had to register as mm. a foreigner. Okay, you still have to register in most EU countries, but mm. you have the same rights. And the fact that your qualifications are recognised is a big bonus because you could just go and, and work there. You don't have to go through some kind of rigmarole or, you know, do some kind of follow up qualification or do something completely different. So that is a big thing. And just because Brits are so bad at learning languages and actually taking that up and, and, and going somewhere else and, and taking advantage of that, even though a lot of people study in EU countries, so they are taking advantage of that. You know, I mean, the student programmes. I mean, I came here on an Erasmus, or it was Socrates back then, programme. Um, you know, the EU um, gives lots of um, funding for students oh, I to go. Have met you if, uh... Exactly. Exactly. No, I wouldn't have been able to afford to live in London. Exist. Exactly. So you know, and I'm sure there's a lot more little children that wouldn't exist if it wasn't for that. Mm. Um, so um, yeah. So you know, it's all reciprocal. And if Brits don't take that, but that's why I'm so cross with the Labour Party for peddling this myth. Oh, this freedom of movement thing. That's really bad for us. No, but what about working class kids whose parents can't afford? to send them, um, you know, abroad or, to, or to, to have a better life for them who can't afford for them to do that. However, oh, look, here's freedom of movement and here's funding from the EU. So actually, even if your parents can't afford it, you can still go. You can have better prospects because of the EU. And, and, and Labour wants to close the door on that. And that's why I'm so very, very cross with Jeremy Corbyn and that lot. That is not what a Labour government should be about. Because they're actually closing the door for young people. Mm. And, you know, the very people they're supposed to help, the poorest, apart from the fact that Brexit's going to be, you know, absolutely atrocious for for, for, for the poorest. Um, but he doesn't seem to care about that as long as he gets his socialist. As long as he gets to, um, to swoop in and, and, yeah. and, and take um, over PM because take over as PM when, when the Tories get the blame for Brexit being a disaster. Yeah. 
Yeah, I saw this. Uh, can I mention? Can I mention that yet? So the so Labour had their uh, Labour Live. Of course, concert, you can mention it. It's concert. your show. No, no, it's no, it's I your. I know it's on it's my. Your thing. I know it's on my. Um, it's not Anchor my account. show. It's your thing. Um, no, I was just, I was, I was just, I was just saying that just to kind of make sure you feel like. Let me go. Oh right. That that, that you, you are completely. I'm already talking again. But no, but. You, <laughs> Well, I'll you've got the most interesting to... stuff to say, though. Yeah, I so don't go know on. whether it's interesting. Talk about Labour Live. Yeah, Labour Live. So I don't, I don't know how many people were actually there in the end. It looked a little bit empty in the first photos, and then, and there were jokes about there's more, um, more sort of Tory um, journalists have gone along to cover it than there were actual Labour supporters there. But it did look quite full in the end. There was a stunt. Some youngsters pulled out a banner saying "Stop backing Brexit." Um, and um, and I saw on Twitter that um, the Corbynistas were quite cross about that. Um, and there was there was one who looked like a young woman, and she seemed to be not a bot, but actually really a genuine person, because she said she's she's some uh, her profile said she's some kind of um, you know she works doing something for Labour up north somewhere. But you know, for a young person and being sorry, Labour, this is you saw this on where Twitter on Twitter, on so Twitter. they could be a bot. Well, it could be, but it had a very, you know, I don't know whether bots usually specifically say, I work for the Labour this or that in that town. I don't know. I mean, she well, looked more credible. Do, they could, but she looked a bit more credible than the usual bot. Right. Anyway, um, and she said, oh, oh, of course we're going to, of course Labour's going to, to do Brexit because um, um, because the EU is preventing us. For the, the EU is a, is a neoliberal um uh, organization and it's preventing us from from putting in our policies and i missed the tweets and because i was concerned well what policies are they then um but then by the time i checked back already 15 other people had asked her and and she'd not replied and, yes and yeah what was her answer which yeah, is my which is my usual which is the is my experience i mean not that i talk to these people a lot but um the times that i have tried you know you ask them they come out with something like that Oh, do you prevent us from doing this, or you know, or you know, whatever An it is? An unqualified soundbite. Yeah, they come out mm. with something like that, and then you ask them for the facts, and you say, "Well, so which policies are they, or what exactly has Jeremy Corbyn done to stop Brexit?" Or you know, you just ask them an actual way, where you think, "Well, can you just if you you just made a statement, can you back that up, please?" Yeah. It you know, a genuine question, mm. and then well, the first time Silence. I asked, I got a lot of oh, abuse. Yeah. Oh yes, yes, yeah, yes, I, I got personal that. abuse. Yeah, I got oh, you are just uh, I can't, I'm not, I can't remember what it was about, but it's just like lots of and you hate Jeremy Corbyn. Actually, I had no opinion about Jeremy Corbyn. I'd never heard of the guy before he became leader. Um, you know, I was a bit surprised that he got in because like, who is he? You know, mm. um, um, uh, so yeah, so lots of um, jumps. You know how I well, I hate him anyway, and and I'm just. Uh, Whatever I can't remember what it was anyway. So it was personal abuse. So I thought, okay. So um, I thought, and wow. completely unfounded. Yeah, because yes. I, 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 I literally, I, the only again, thing a I'd statement which doesn't person, got any substance, yeah, substance yeah, to it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I only asked that guy that question, and um, and then I said, you know, so I thought, okay, well, hopefully you feel better now. So I then said, all right, well, and well, how about you answer my question? And then I didn't hear anything back. Um, and then yeah, every time after that, I asked a question like that silence or other people ask that question silence that seems to be sort of the you know they just put out a statement it's like the daily mail they put out a statement and then people who are not used to questioning what they read might just take that on because it sounds nice as a soundbite mm. isn't it mm. um 
and um, and go, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, and you think people like that, oh, they're in the know, oh, yeah, the EU is preventing us from putting in these policies. Mm. Um, so, yeah, someone said that probably the only thing that that, that the EU is preventing is um, uh, if you wanted to give state aid to particular industries because that would be seen as um, as unfair, you know. Competition, yeah. Yeah, and, you know, there's a, there's a yeah. rule against that. Um, but other than that, there's not really, you know, there's nothing. I mean, like I said earlier, there, there's lots of lots of myths out there what what Labour wants to do. But it's also the thing that Labour never answers is like, well, but all those policies that you want to... Well, once once Brexit comes and the, and the economy tanks, you're not going to have the money to, to put in any of those policies. So, mm. so what about that then? Yeah, but they're just blaming it. On the on the Tories, aren't they? Mm-hmm. So yes, that's the that that they they can't lose really. Mm-hmm. And right, well, do we need to? Do we need to? Is there anything else that we need to? Oh, our own trade policies was it? Because people wanted to want us to have our own trade policies. That's because they swallowed all this rubbish about. Oh yeah, we go out of the single market and out of the customs union. And then we're going to go and we're going to trade with the rest of the world because there's a whole world out there. Well, mm, um, actually, you find most countries trade with the countries on their doorstep. Then And then, you know, you also get a lot of Tories who like to say, oh, yeah, we're in the EU, but, you know, everybody else trades, trades, you know, the whole other world is just just out there for us to trade with. And it's like, well, actually, if you look... A lot of Asian countries are on a trade pack with each other. South American countries are on a trade pack. So the only ones that aren't are the really big ones like China, Russia, the States, because they're powerful enough mm. by themselves. But all the smaller countries, they they all they're all in some kind of trade agreement with each other mm. because obviously, you know, if they are to yes, but that trading... with each other and also against one of the giants like okay, the so US, it's up... much better to be in a Packed with other countries, a block, aren't yes. you? So, yeah. no, so just to play devil's advocate, though. So mm. at the moment, we're in a trading block with in mm-hmm. the EU, and mm-hmm. if there's um, in this, if, if there's this some Far East trading block, mm-hmm. then if um, if if the UK wants to trade with that country in that in the Far East, then mm-hmm. then they're reliant upon the the deal that neg- is negotiated between the Far East trade block mm-hmm. and the EU. At the moment, we do, yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. So they're saying that okay, so we don't we can't control it because our opinion, uh, our stance on it will be will have to be consensus with France, Germany, Italy, etc., mm-hmm. etc. Et mm-hmm. So whereas if we're outside of the EU, we can mm-hmm. still negotiate with that Far East trade bloc, but we mm-hmm. don't have to satisfy France, Germany, Italy, Sweden, etc. Okay. So so, so, so it's it, you're right. There's still a trade bloc involved at the, on the other end mm-hmm. of it. But at least the UK is on its own rather than being itself in a trade block. Because then, um, I'm assuming, because they they think that they can then um, negotiate a slightly more competitive deal than they would have got. And why um, do they think that as the UK with a market of 60 million people, they are going to get a better trade deal than being part of a market of 500 million Nobody's explained that yet. Well, because they're going because they want to go for this um, non-protectionist approach, where you where you drop tariffs rather than keeping them high for outside of the trading block. Because as part of the UK, uh, as part of a trading block, um, with zero tariffs, 
then we are protecting um you know in the eu we are we are you know we're, we're very keen on trading internally within the eu mm-hmm. and and then we've got those barriers to countries outside of the eu whereas if the uk i think that the argument they is that, that they were putting forward is that the eu goes mm-hmm. out of the um the the mm-hmm. eu trading block we can drop our tariffs with whoever we want including the eu and which are the other ones because we are no longer in a trading block at all and if we want to go for this we're going to drop our tariffs to virtually zero and somehow mm-hmm. amazingly um we're going to un uh, un- unlock a whole load of trade that can't currently happen that's the kind of thing that that's the, the that's the idea that they're that they're putting forward isn't it yes but there are several things that i don't quite get about this number one it's it's uk trade negotiators who are yeah. part of the negotiating team mm. for the eu yeah so and obviously we've got such always... fantastic negotiation teams led by david davis you know so obviously yeah. we're going to have the best we're going to have the best negotiation teams in the world, aren't we? Because we're Britain. Yeah, no, that a lot of it is just based on that, that we're the best and therefore everybody's going to fall over themselves to give us a trade deal. And that's, <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen like that. Um, so, yeah, so so as to the, I mean, the, the um, UK people are, you know, the civil servants are part of the EU negotiation team. So it's not like we're being dictated to by the others. Anything that gets voted on, we have a veto, um, but we don't veto that much. If you look at the, the record of, of voting, most of it we actually vote through. And that's why it's so good being in the EU, because we get to shape those laws, but then yes. they don't like to mention that a lot. Yeah. Um, um, so then I'm not entirely sure. I mean, they keep saying about, oh, we're just going to drop the, the tariffs. But first of all, I, I think there's a lot of myths going around. I've seen a lot of, of rubbish from Hannon, etc., who go on about how the... Hannon, etc. Daniel Hannon. And Daniel Hannon, word. yes. Um, there's a lot... They, they talk a lot about um, the, how the EU is very protectionist. And then, you know, I see these very complicated threads from people who actually know what they're talking about. And, um, and they're going, well, you know, the EU has actually thought about what tariffs they have with most countries. So, you know, it's not as protectionist as, as, as they try to make it uh, sound. Plus, what does that actually mean, protectionist? That just means that you have an advantage while you're in that trading block. And why shouldn't you? That's why you're a member. So I'm not sure whether they're just using protectionist as a as a bad thing here. Hmm. Um, also, um, you know, and they are doing a lot to sort of help African countries, you know, with the... Uh, with their tariffs. So, yeah, you know, there's a lot of ways I've seen where they've actually been quite reasonable, but I can't pretend that I know a lot about this. Um, I'm not sort of a, you know, especially when it gets to, comes to um, tariffs and stuff. The only, um, so I don't know the ins and outs on that. Um, but I do know that you can't just, you can't just drop your tariffs because there are, there are, you know, if they want no deal, I know that's what they're saying, but the WTO does actually have, and, and unless they're saying they want to drop out of that as well, but I don't know whether that's possible. <laughs> but the World Trade Organization actually has rules as to what tariffs are for certain things. So mm. unless you're in a trade block, you have to go with that. You can't just drop your tariffs. Um, and also, I don't quite understand why we have to leave to trade more. I mean, Germany was the export world champion until very recently then it was taken over by china 
But then I think I saw again that, again, I think they've overtaken China again or something. So I'm sorry, but how does how does Germany do that? How does Germany manage to trade? They're in the EU and they manage to be the, um, the, the, the export champion of the world. And yet they're in the EU. So, you know, but, so I don't think the EU is stopping us from from selling stuff. The EU, we have currently, through the EU, the UK has 759 trade deals. Um, it might actually be more, because I saw that figure before they they came up with, you know, Japan has, has, has come now, Singapore, mm. you know, they've they've signed up more countries. Um, so we have, we have, so 700 and something trade deals. They're not going to be able to replicate that, um, you know, just like that, being out of the EU and... Um, as I said before, I mean, we don't, I mean, Germany still makes lots of stuff, um, mm. so they can export that. We don't actually make that much. So, you know, and to sell services around the world, mm, I don't know. Um, but, you know, it's it's like if we have something that we want to sell, I don't really see how the EU prevents us from that because other countries manage. So I think yeah, that's but, all no, just think, rhetoric I, yeah, no, to design is, to say yeah, oh, we think, need to be out of the EU and people swallow it because yeah, they don't. But I think the idea is that is that you, is that they is that they can negotiate a trade mm. deal at a, at a more competitive rate than mm. the, than the EU and therefore they would then get a competitive advantage against Germany or whichever other country in the EU because because you know because they are offering a lower tariff than than that EU country and so you don't have to be more productive or do, you know deliver higher quality or lower cost because you can actually uh, get some competitive advantage yes from um, well, from, from, from 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 the trade this is itself. this is the idea again of turning the uk into the singapore yes of western yes. europe yes low you know in- attracts investment because you have low tariffs and yes and and low protections for workers That's the one. and yeah uh, and all that sort of thing um yes Hmm. Definitely, low protection for workers. You know, yeah, maternity leave, well, they're pensions, just, they've just voted sick that leave, way, all that so, stuff. Yeah, that's yeah. um, per your previous booze. Yeah. So, Good. Okay. Thank you very much. Yeah. I think you've answered my questions. Have I? Yes. Okay. Well, sorry, did you have any other points you wanted to make? I can't remember what you said. It was all just. It was all just a lot of drivel. But it's quite shocking when an MP comes out with that. Isn't well, it? you can always have a listen back to this. And if you've got any more thoughts, we can record. I could always read we can record the text boo. again, but I don't think I want to. It's depressing enough as it is that the MPs are saying stuff like that and they still don't know any better two years after the referendum. Oh. Almost two years. Yeah, almost. almost Next weekend. But, weekend. you know, you think that as an MP you're a bit better informed than the general public. He's only 33, he's a baby. But it's no excuse. No, Who wants true. to be an MP? You know, and that's I thought it's part of their job to be informed about this sort of thing, but they don't seem to be. They're just all, they're all just spouting the drivel that the government comes out with. But then experts aren't in anymore. So anyway, no, I'm not going to read this. I thought I thought it was something nice. He was nice. probably educated under a um, under Labour government, so you know he would have been to university under a Labour government. So, mm. so yeah, and that's why he's obviously so poorly educated. Mm. <laughs> but they send lots of people to university. I know, I know. Ungrateful sod. Any closing thoughts? 
Well, only really that I thought it was something nice that they said. You know, someone said something, something sensible. Okay, I'll try and find something sensible for tomorrow's episode. Yes, please. <laughs> I'm not sure I can take any more drivel. <laughs> this was this was just too much below the par. <laughs> Honestly, it's like, oh my god, where do you start? Well, it was very. At least our MP is quite careful. I mean, he retweets a lot of of stuff and. Um, but he doesn't, you know, he's, he doesn't, he doesn't come out with outrageous opinions himself. Still, I know which, which way I'm not going to vote next time there's a general election. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, there you go. If you have, well, it's your booze, so maybe you should have closing thoughts. Or you are anchor, well, whatever it's called. So, um, I suppose I'm the anchor of the show, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're the anchor, yes. Yes, yes, yes exactly. Yeah. Um, well, so regardless of how um, drivelous the um, statement was that I read out earlier on, mm. um, I think the uh, it's safe to say that it elicited from you plenty of mm. very interesting information and insights and opinions. Mm. And um, so, thank Too you. Too many he was supposed to talk. <laughs> No, anyway, not at all. I've got the wine already. I think I need some chocolate now. It's been too much. It's been too much. <laughs> but thank you very much for being no, on my on my anchor. Well, thank thank you for letting me on your anchor. <laughs> that sounds, that sounds a bit rude. And it's me on your anchor. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Toodle boo. Bye.